Welcome to Cigar Hustlers Podcast, episode 65. This week we sit down with Chad Roland from Blackhawk Knives and Jimmy Morrissey from Shamrock Knives. Everybody enjoy the show. Hello, Michael. See, like it's been so long since we've done one. Yeah, so if we do like a three-hour one, like that one, uh, we'll break it up. Yeah, no, I, like, I got no break. It'll <laughs> be no break. Yeah, I mean, we just did one, and this this one will air either before or in the middle of or whatever from uh, Skip from from Romacraft. So we went till two thirty in the morning. It was a fucking. Well, I mean, if it if it goes that long, you don't realize it. At least then you know it's a, it must be good. At least good to you. Oh no, we, we knew. <laughs> I felt Skip, like I realized Skip in the last talking. hour. I could tell you that much. Like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm fucking tired. You started yawning. Yeah. Very rude. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I took a nap before this one, and I uh, got my little monster going, so I'm ready to go. Good deal. Um, right. I lost my belt, Michael. Your belt that holds your pants up. Though? Yeah, I don't know your where the hell. Your brother's just went. bought four of them, so. Yeah, he's you know well he's super bougie. Those, those mediums. <laughs> I'm fucking married with kids, so I just got the one belt. <laughs> but so you get I don't know rope. where the fuck it is. Some rope like Jethro. From the hillbillies. Hmm. hmm. Oh, your phone. Oh, your phone rang and then it didn't ring. Um. I mean. Sorry, I just texted my wife. What, what do you want to? Wait, I got some a uh, couple other little things to talk about Go. before we sh- before we a, introduce our guests. I got a show update and th- things like that. Um. Well, I wanted to start by saying, um, you, my friend, you're a pretty funny guy. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, we were listening to some of the podcasts on the patio. It's my job. Here. And. Um, I mean, you run me over a lot, but you're still pretty funny when you do it. You know, but Skip wanted me to run him over when he was here. Yeah. Oh, that was you're gonna jump to my next one of my oh, next sorry. statements. Sorry. You know, um, what is what's the deal with that? Like when we get some of the the titans of the industry in here, you fucking shut up real quick. Being respectful. You don't say anything. Man of, man of his caliber. Yeah, you did the same with Caldwell though too. Well, I've never met him before. I was just listening to his story. Felt weird interrupting him. Huh. You, I don't mind. Eh, hell. Yeah, you shit all over me. You're pretty funny when you do. I got this thing, though, now. I've been watching Boston Legal. Have you ever watched Boston Legal? Um, From the 2000s? Yeah, like 100 years ago. Right, right. Well, I'm watching the reruns now. Okay. Okay, you know, William Shatner's got that character on there, uh, uh, Denny Crane. Oh, yeah. I had to look at my notes. I forgot the name. the source. Yeah, but he's got the onset of Alzheimer's, so he forgets things. Right. So when he doesn't know what to say, he just says his name, Denny Crane. So now if I don't have anything to say, I'm just going to say my name. You're going to say, I'm Mike Palmer? Just Mike Palmer. And I'm Mike, too? No, I'm just going to say Mike Palmer. When you and turn to me, I have nothing to say. I'm just going to go, Mike Palmer. Um, so, so my gym workouts been getting kind of out of control. No more cold plunging? Uh, no, I, 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 well, I didn't go this week, but I got to get back into the cold plunging. But uh, so, so I bought a rower at the house so I could space out between weightlifting and cardiovascular. I don't know how expensive those are, but a guy in my neighborhood is selling a canoe. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the same thing? I mean, that necessarily, I, I don't know where I'd put that. Well, and there's two lakes in my neighborhood. I'll keep it at my house. Oh, and just row around just there? Just come over there and row around That's the ponds. Perfect. Like 9 o'clock at night, have no yeah, issues? Well, there's an alligator, but well, same with the oar. Well, I bought the rower, and I didn't tell my wife, and she was pissed you didn't think off. You didn't think she'd notice the giant <laughs> piece of equipment in the middle of the living room? Yeah, no, I thought she'd notice. I didn't think she'd I mean, where give are we a gonna, shit. Is it in the kitchen? I mean, where else, where did you put it? I, I put it in the garage, and I busted out when I need to use it. Oh. But uh, yeah, it did not go over uh, that I thought as well you, as I thought it would. Would you think she would just jump right on and be ready to go? 
I just thought that she'd be like, you're an asshole, and then that would <laughs> be it. She said that today. Yeah, see, that that was the reaction I was expecting instead of, yeah, it was a big, big trouble. Big trouble. Probably, probably other things that she wanted. Instead. So there's a, there's a job application for, the, for a job at Romacraft. Yeah, we talked about that already. We did. Is, is anybody taking the job? Um... Yeah, I think I think I know who is they're going to hire. Is that why Greg's not here today? Yeah, Greg's gone. Greg left. Um, there well, you go. That's why. He doesn't. He, <laughs> my brother, you know, took his uh, new knives. I'm trying and to. Over, to I'm trying to be nice. He's a. Uh, you know, he's he's his own man. He's his own man. But uh, <laughs> wait, can I, I think, can I say something funny about your brother? Go ahead. He had to run an errand the other day. He asked me to come with him. So uh, we went and we went and got his uh, uh, Stingray holster. Went and checked on his Jeep that's broken that hasn't worked since the day he bought it. And then we went by to check on his uh, gold-plated steak knives or whatever he's got the guys making here. Right. He's very bougie, <laughs> your brother. Well, I mean, since you're kind of already converting into that, you got, you guys want to introduce yourselves? And, uh, well, I, see, it's, it's called a lead-in, Michael, oh. in the industry. It's okay. a technical term. It's a yeah. lead-in. It's a lead-in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're so hold good. this guy's hand through everything. I'm Chad Bolin. I'm with Blackhawk Knives. And I'm uh, Jim Morrissey with Shamrock Knives. So how did you guys um, get into fucking making knives? Oh, Lord. Well, who, who wants to start? Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I, I've been going a lot shorter at it than Chad has, so my story's shorter. Um, I just like knives. Right. And, uh, certainly, of course, like most other people love that show, Forge and Fire. Right. And... Uh, I've known Chad for over 10 years through our careers, and we were bullshitting one day, and it was like, oh, he's like, oh, I make knives. I'm like, no, really? Well, it's, it's it now, you know. And I never left. I went yep. over to a shop <laughs> a year ago, and I live here. That's now. it. I didn't left. Uh, he gave me he gave me a key, and he he, he screwed up. So, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's how I got here. I got a key. Yeah, that's pretty that's much that. Yeah. So you know exactly what we're talking about. Left. Then. No, I have my own studio leave. downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so you use all of the same materials that Chad has. Yeah, we uh, we've invested in some tools now together, uh, larger like ah. presses and stuff. Starts kind of like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He got lucky. He came in and he got to see like the the years of equipment that I'd already. Built up because oh I don't need that right and I don't need okay, I don't need the grinders anymore I don't need the forge okay well what do we need left oh let's just get the forge press now right so so you decided <laughs> just to get into it you're like fuck it I'm gonna start making some knives yeah I mean, he already had the equipment you just kind of slid right in yeah <laughs> okay great for me yeah that's, that's pretty cool that's pretty well, cool. easier than my story so yeah so what happened to you what, what made you decide to get into making oh, knives man I, I had wanted to make knives. Probably since I was five, you know, like a lot of like a lot of people who make knives, they see the the original Conan with Arnold Schwarzenegger when they were a kid. Right. Like I'm gonna do that. You know, I was the same thing. I'm like, I saw the I saw the making the sword at the beginning. I'm like, I'm gonna do that. And right. everyone told me, Nah, you're not. No one does that anymore. So you know, repeatedly years and years of like, you can't do that. And, you know, I got I got fed up with it around 30th birthday. Heard it one more time. It's like, what do you want? To, what do you want to do for your birthday? It's like, oh, you know, I want to go up to Arkansas and take that the two week course at the American Bladesmith School. And they're like, nah, well, you can't really do that. And I said, you know what? Fuck you. Right. Got up, walked outside. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you all wrong. So I went and built my first ugly forge on a rolling cart and you know, brake drum like a lot of people do, and just proceeded to make the world's ugliest butter knife. 
Yeah. But uh, I still, you still have, have it. Oh yeah, I still have it. I've oh, got the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's backwards. I forged it backwards. What? Talk into the microphone. I am. If you turn your head sideways, you still have to talk to the Stop side. Stop yelling at me. You have to talk to the side of the You're microphone. You're always yelling at me. I don't like your tone. Okay. I don't like the tone. You're <laughs> so you, me, so you still have the original knife? Oh, yeah. I still have the original one. That one and the second one. So I can show I show people. I started to... Uh, I keep them as an example. Right. I started uh, teaching classes and so forth. I tell everyone, I say, hey, these are the first two knives I ever made. Yours are going to look a lot better than this. And, cause they, and everyone's knives look better than mine, my first two. Right. Because they were ugly. I had, you know, my, my thing was like, oh, I'll watch a YouTube video and I can do that. And, yeah. you know, like, that's, that's how I learned how to podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then, that's like, how I learned how to install a toilet. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes in, you're sitting here like, what what was the next thing? What what do I gotta do? It, oh, it looks shit. it looks so simple when they did it. Why can't I yeah, do this? Yeah, I think right. those videos are rigged. It looks so easy when they do things. So um, so who was the person that pissed you off the most? You said, you know what? Fuck you! I'm gonna do it because oh, uh, my ex-wife. Your ex-wife. <laughs> that's, that's the one who got the fuck you. So so were you married at the time? Or? Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, well, hey, you know, so there's some there's some kudos there. You gotta say, you know. Well, yeah, I guess you could say it's like she's just driving me to success, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give her that credit. <laughs> Don't give the ex-wife credit. Never give the ex-wife credit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Palmer. Twenty five percent of my shit left. Yeah, over here, so. yeah, Mr. Palmer has like seven ex-wives. Two, two, just two. He hasn't figured it out yet. So. Okay. <laughs> but God willing, this is the last one. Cheaper keeper, right? Uh, well, at this point, he doesn't, he doesn't have anything. I got nothing. Yeah, so, see, it doesn't matter. Well, she that. coming in. Yeah, so if she, you know, she wanted half of nothing. Right. She wants to leave now. She just takes her own shit back with her. Right. Here you go. Take that. Well, who gets the dogs? Uh, well, I get the new one. <laughs> <laughs> because you couldn't handle it? Because the boxer? or be, you know, because No, because he's become my dog. Oh, yeah. Ah, personal investment in the dog now. Staying. It's mine. So, so you have your own shop. Yep. You build your own knives. I mean, I'm going to kind of lead into you. Uh, you actually went ahead and made some some cool a cool ass knife for us. Um, but before that, like, so what do you do? Do you have a regular job or? Yeah, I still have a regular job. My actual job is I am a um, project coordinator for fire suppression systems. Okay. So it, um, most of what I do is uh, for data, telecommunication, and um, government contracts. And that's how I met Chad. Is yeah, so I'm a manager for a large uh, cable company. Okay. And, and uh, I've worked with him doing our fire suppression systems for you know over ten years. So, and then you became besties. Yep. That's it. Yeah. yeah he just showed up one day and said, "I, I live here. I love you." And I said, <laughs> "I just had to accept it." This. It wasn't I just, weird. It was I just, just I have just to, I have to accept it. It's okay. I mean, he cuddles. He's nice. Yeah. So. Oh. so, so how how uh, how many hours you put in your regular job? Forty hours? Fifty? Uh, I wish. Right. As many as uh, they tell me, I'm salary. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> so, he's he's yeah. got that boat. My, mine, fortunately, in my area, I'm on a large contract, so it's just down to like 45, 50 hours. But it's out of town, so then oh, I shit. Ha- yeah, so I get the I, I get the pleasure of working out of town for most of the week, and I come back and I have to fit all the forging or classes I have into like a day or two. So you teach people making knives. Yep. And then you make additional knives, mm-hmm. right? Um, fuck, man. Do you, you have kids? Yes. How, how do you find the time for them? It's it's hard, right? It's, it's hard. Sometimes you just take a weekend off. Like last weekend, I just took it off. I said, you know what? We're we're gonna go out. We went to the, we went to the west coast of Florida. Hung out at the beach. Had a few days just to spend it with the family. Didn't do anything knife wise. So how long have you been making knives? I've been making knives for actually uh, the twenty sixth of this month, April twenty sixth, will be seven years. 
17 wow. years. No yep. shit. And then you just you stumbled. Carry, you carry a really cool knife with you every day? Yeah, I used to, but then my company like my something? company told me it's like, you know what, you, you really can't carry a knife like that around, you're kinda of making people nervous. <laughs> so Really? <laughs> but, and not not a person ever said it made them nervous. Usually every person's like, dude, where'd you get that? That's cool. And then right. like, I, I made this. This is mine. So Yeah. HR got a hold of you. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like that, that blade's a little bit longer than three inches and I'm not gonna accomplish cutting anything with a three-inch knife, you know. Right. So exactly, like, but I have to stab the HR person. So no, that's I, me. I, I, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Don't condone it. <laughs> Full disclaimer. Yeah. Yep. Whatever you do with your knife made by us. Is yeah. Yes. Yeah, so whatever it, you do with your knife no made by us does not count after you get reached a parking lot with this knife. <laughs> <laughs> so you made a badass blade for us that we gave away at our last uh, at the Postania event. Yeah. Which is a uh, Damascus steel, right? Yeah. Okay, it was over 400 layers. Yeah, over 400 of layers. Damn, man, that's crazy. And um, how long did it take you to make that thing? That one, that was before the forge press, so every layer was folded by hand. It took me four days to fold the steel. took a day to finish the knife and a day to... um, Sorry, a day to finish uh, forge profile and another day to do the handle work on it. So, yeah, I had six days in making that knife. No shit. Yeah. Wow, and now some guy just has it. Yeah, he's like, hey, I, I bought a few cigars. This is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, I mean, like, how do you determine the value of something like that? Labor. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously cost of materials. Uh, yeah. Right. It's, it, it, I mean, that's something super labor intensive. Of course. Yeah. I mean, but, you're I talking. Mean, but there are some dudes that have the specialties that, are, that have been in the knife industry, right? And they charge yeah, a you're, fuck you're, ton of money. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Your name can generate a lot of the cost. Your name, uh, your you know, fit and finish, specialty, everything like that. Um, it honestly comes down to where you you have to be honest with yourself and look at the product that you make and look at where you are with other knife makers and try to see do i make a product that is as good as theirs or is it not you can't just it's one of those things like don't bullshit yourself because if you do you're going to sell it to a customer who did buy it for the price you put out it's not worth that and a lot of building up your company as a knife maker from the startup is like by word of mouth. Right. It's by actually using the product, using the blade, seeing how it is. And if someone's like, oh, I bought this for like $300, it's like, that's not a $300 knife. They all know. It's like, oh, this guy way overcharges. Right. You, you pretty much get like one chance with a customer on a high purchase, like a chef's knife or something like that. So you, you have to be honest with yourself. Right. And everything we make is tested. And, uh, yeah. You know, we have some testings that go wonderful and some that don't. Right. <laughs> I, he woke up to a message from me at five in the morning with a chef's knife broken in half. It snapped. It, it, it broke during a uh, heat treatment. No it kidding. was just uh, a new type of steel that I haven't worked with before. Right. And, uh, so it's not Valerian. Just try it. No, no, not Valerian. No. <laughs> Little, it was 50, 52 100 and, uh, just trial and error. Right. And it was error. So it's one of those like, oh, I guess. A little bit of labor just yeah. went out the window, but I'll, I'll make yeah. it again. It's kind of a learning curve, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just getting used to it. But that's why we test everything. Right. You know, I won't send anything out of the shop that hasn't been, you know, tested. You charge him rent? Do I charge him rent? Yeah, I charge him rent. I can't tell you what the price is, though. It's like beer or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> just right off the bat. It's like, I want two sets. I want this and that and that. How much? It's like, right. whoa, there's there's a whole lot of questions and answers. That oh, i got to yeah. go in this before you get a price. That, oh, that's Greg for sure. And nothing mixes better than coming and having beers before you go make knives. Right. Super not not a dangerous thing at all. Yeah. Highly recommend <laughs> it. It was a great time. So yeah. you're making a set for him or some shit, too? Yes, I am making a... Uh, 
a 10-piece set for him, a chef's knife, utility, pairing, fillet knife. Let's see what else. Um, he wants steak like knives. Steak, five steak knives. He wants like a larger kind of like a he fruit knife. He doesn't like people to come to his house. What's it's, he going to do with five steaks? Oh, oh, his, uh, oh, the, 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 yeah, the, the engraving that he wants on it is even better. He wants, do not put this in the dishwasher. I will fucking kill you with it. <laughs> no shit. That's what he wanted for an engraving on these knives. Yeah. I'm like, hey, if that's what you want, you know, then we can work it out. Yeah, never, just, never put your knives in the dishwasher. Yeah, it's don't horrible. do that. Yeah, do not, do not put your knives in the dishwasher. So he had to. We had to oil the the Damascus blade that you gave, gave yes. us, right? So how long does you have to do that for? Forever? Or? Well, it's always a good practice to oil them. I mean, it's that one. It's not stainless. It's not stainless Damascus. It's a high carbon Damascus, right? So you uh, you put some mineral oil in it, like light coat and so forth, and you you do that just to protect the steel, right? But I mean, if you're not putting your hands on it a lot, or you're not using it. Like outdoor wise or so forth, or like cutting meat or things like that, you're pretty good with it. But you know, just keep it keep it clean, keep it dry, light coat of mineral oil. That's just basic knife maintenance. Right. I mean, we weren't really sure if being in the shop, but you know, you have yeah. in the humidor and different yeah. Yeah. humidity levels and you know, we, different we just, elements. Yeah, and we, safe, more safe than sorry. Right. Just yeah, put yeah. the oil on. And, and we didn't know if it was going to be covered or not. So it's like one of those like I don't know if people are going to be touching oh, it. We didn't know it was going to be covered. Or <laughs> yeah. It's like one, it's like one. <laughs> it's nice. very sharp. It sh- it can shave. It does shave. And two. If you start putting your fingers on it, all the oils and everything from your hands get on the steel. It's high carbon steel. It can cause it to rust. No shit. So you stroll in one day, said you're about to make some knives, and then you're like, okay, cool, this is a cool spot. And then he fucking yoked you into making some knives for the shop as well as (laughs) making some knives for himself. Yeah, he's like, oh man, it'd be great to have a blade for like a Pastani event. And then, of course, anyone starts saying, like, I want something cool. And my head just can't be like, well, I can just make you like a camp knife. I'm like, hmm. What sounds like way over the top and way labor intensive to make. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna make a second knife for us too, right? Yes. Which we oh, already started so, that. Yeah, so, we already started that one. So what kind of knife is that? This one is. Um, I know we talked about it. Yeah, this is gonna be somewhat like a uh, a Scottish dirk. Right. But it's gonna be pretty much like a short sword by the time it's done. The blade is over a foot long already. It's no gonna shit. be Yeah, through tang, and uh, custom handles uh, gonna layer the handle. Through the through it itself, uh, brass guard, brass pommel. No kidding. Yeah, hand hand forge in the um, the fuller or what some people call the blood groove. Right. Yeah. The blood groove. Yeah. The blood. It just groove. sounds so good. Well, I mean, what is this? My blood groove. So for that knife, what we want to do is we want to kind of um, uh, give you a little more exposure and also um, give the brand, the Postania brand, you know, more attention as well. So we're gonna do like a whole marketing campaign on a national level okay which i think will be pretty badass yeah greg um, greg had kind of mentioned like he had teased a little bit about it but we didn't talk about that too much when we were we were just when we were here for the event we were just hanging out meeting people shaking hands and kissing babies right. you know, that whole kind of thing do not bring your baby to a cigar bar <laughs> yeah i uh, i was unfortunately dead on that day so yeah, I, I heard you were a little under the weather for a while i tried like hell to make it dude but it was a, a bad stomach bug and you know I showered and I was like, "Fuck, I can't even make it out of here." So I just went right back to bed. Yeah, I didn't think I was making it here today. Yeah, <laughs> not like, this uh, kidney stone. Yeah, he's like, "I shouldn't make it, but I'm not missing it." Kidney stones <laughs> are no fucking joke, dude. No, no. this surgery, I, I don't wish it upon anyone. Absolutely. You want to ask the questions, Mr. Michael? We can do the questions, sure. We've got these, right. Well, they listen to the podcast. We have these five questions we ask everybody. All right. Are All you right. sure that they listened? They said they did. They showed us the apps on their phone. Well, maybe they listened the first 10 seconds. And then they didn't hear anything but the intro. Right. (laughs) 
Awesome yeah, yeah, intro. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an awesome <laughs> intro. I really like the horns. Just digging it, man. <laughs> All right. Well, one person, living or dead, would you like to share a cigar with? Hmm. I'd say uh, a man I didn't get to meet, uh, my, my great uh, grandfather. You know, my grandfather uh, had an integral role in raising me and taught me a lot, but uh, his father was a. Uh, Started a uh, union up in New York that uh, did wow. part of the ILA and was you know, we, my whole family worked on tugboats and from what I hear stories that man would be somebody I'd love to sit down and be able to bullshit with over a cigar. No oh, shit. And probably a whole bunch of whiskey. Right. All right. That's a good choice, man. Hmm. I really set the bar. Well, you can for pick you his there. grandfather too if you want. You know that. I almost, do. That, 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 that almost be that. That almost be pretty cool. It's like, hey, can I step in on this? He was uh, the kind of guy, you know, you'd, you'd go in the union hall and be like, oh, who, who are those? And be like, yeah, we don't talk about those kind of those guys. Right. <laughs> Back in, you know, the 1950s and 40s. Man, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be, man, that, that kind of stumped me a little bit. Living or not living? It's probably me, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. Look at this. It's already done. Check. Mission accomplished. <laughs> right there. All right, we'll go, we'll go to the next question. Yeah, I'm to well, think so on wait, I want to give me a moment. So let me kind of parlay that question too, um, since you guys are knife guys. Is there anybody living or dead who you'd want to make a particular knife for? Oh, I like that. Right. Works with the knife. The next one's even better. Currently, uh, my my favorite guy currently uh, Neil Kamakori. Yeah, who's a knife maker out of uh, Hawaii. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, it's. He uh, was on that show, Forge and Fire. Right. Only he was making knives for like seven months, and he uh, is a huge yeah, name makes, now. I mean, he's just makes wow. amazing, un- unbelievable amazing talent really? that this yeah. man has, and uh, super humble. I mean, yeah, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts that he's been on and things that I mean, super amazingly talented man. Okay. And I'd love to be able to go and make a knife with him or learn from him. Okay. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would love to make a knife with and for uh, Bob Kramer. Yeah. He's a ABS master smith whose specialty is chef's knives and, and cutlery. He um, he is uh, he he came up with one. I don't think he he may not have pioneered it, but he did learn one of the ways to make Damascus out of meteorite. Oh shit! Yeah, wow. so he he makes Damascus blades out of meteorite, and he was I believe he learned a lot of his um, a lot of of his uh, skill set and everything for Damascus was is an ABS, ABS Smith who lives here in Florida, uh, Steve Schwartzer. So hmm. he's he's I've I've actually got to hang out with him. I'd love to make a blade with him too, but he's getting nailing him down is is a hard thing. So it'd be it'd be a, man that'd be a toss up. It'd either be Bob or Steve. Meteorite sounds expensive. Oh yeah, it's expensive. It's not cheap. Yeah, how does one how does one obtain a meteorite? <laughs> you go out at night, you wait and watch it fall, then you yeah, drive around and pick it, it up. Down. <laughs> That's cool. Just with the fucking binoculars. Right. I hope it's yeah. not. Uh, oh wait, could you make? I'm a pretty. Knife I'm pretty sure uh, Amazon sells them. You know, you probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 But yeah. get in two days, goddammit. They got. They got yeah. Is that prime? Yeah, is that prime? <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the locker for you. Go pick it up. Well, we'll just change the next question too. Then. Okay. What one person? What one fictitious person would you guys like to make a knife for? Chengis Khan. If you say his name correctly, really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I thought you said it wrong, but that's how you say it. Yes, yeah, Genghis Khan. Oh, Genghis. Yep. Yep. That's who yeah. I, the Mongol, the man who united the Mongols and, and almost took over 
most of the no world at the time. If he hadn't if he hadn't passed away, they they would have done it. He was a brilliant military tactician. That's I would have made. I'd love to make a blade for him. What's it say? Okay. If you trace back everybody's DNA, everybody's sort of related to you him. You probably in some have way. a little bit little of the con gang, in you. A little bit of the con there. <laughs> he was not shy about that. <laughs> well, I'd. Uh, hmm, that's a tough one. I love uh, love Bowie knives, and I mean I'd love to make one for old Jim Bowie. That's a, a good cool pick. knife. Yeah. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we actually just did a Bowie Kukri hybrid a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, uh, that's right. Who was um Very unfortunately that the man that I made that for is one of my uh Yeah. very close friends and my, he just passed away yesterday. Oh man. So oh, that's that's sorry. Did he yeah, was, leave the knife to somebody? No, his, his wife has it uh, cuz she contacted me to let me know that he passed. Uh, and he was in uh, an organization that I'm in. Oh. Was it was kind of unexpected, or yeah, it was a yeah. motorcycle accident. Damn, oh. yeah. that sucks, dude. Next, that kind of brings us down now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, best piece of advice anybody ever gave you: Don't get hit on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, probably go back to uh, my grandfather. You know, don't take shit from anyone. Right. Uh, you know, and I don't. So it's. I take shit from Mike Palmer every podcast. Every day. What do you mean, just podcast? It's <laughs> true. <laughs> but at least it's documented on the podcast. But, but, I mean, but you benefit from it, right? Of course. Yeah, there you go. I'll take shit if I'm learning from it. Yeah, if it's right. a learning experience, sure. Just, uh, you know. I don't think I'm learning anything from him. <laughs> oh, I certainly am. <laughs> He'll come in and go, hey, this video's nice, but can you make, like, spinning things come into okay, the picture How do we stuff? change that? Holy shit. That's what, hey, you're the producer. I'm just you're, learning. You're producing. So, what about you? Uh, probably, probably from my dad. My dad had this mentality of pretty much like fuck the system. If you think you can do it, you can. Right. So my my dad is the the epitome of the underdog story his whole life. Yeah. So he kind of instilled that in me too. He's like everyone told me I couldn't do these things, and I did them anyway. So you don't have to follow. You know, you don't have to follow the status quo. Go be your own person. So he he gave me that that advice to be my own person. So what'd your dad do? Oh my! My dad is a former. Uh, it was it was before Rangers or anything like that. He was a, a he's a Vietnam veteran, right? But Badass. Yeah, That's a lot of a lot of missions that are one of those that still are not declassified yet. Right. Yeah, he was part of the last mission to go over to Iran during the hostage crisis. Was in the late seventies, early eighties. No kidding. So he volunteered wow. to go there when he was no longer active duty. But he had the training to go, so he went and he volunteered. No shit. Yep. Is he local? Can we get him in here? <laughs> Actually, he is. He, he is. I mean, not. I mean, local-ish. I mean, he's about an hour away over towards Ocala. But yeah, wow. he's still in Florida. Man, he's got stories that I need to write a book. Yeah, no he's doubt. got he's got some stuff that I can't remember. <laughs> There's it's crazy. Made over. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, favorite cigar. You have a favorite cigar? I mean, Pistani, of course. Oh, yes, yeah, so right? I mean, it's funny. Um, I, I used to always smoke uh, Cohibas, and then when uh, people started being able to go over to Cuba and stuff now, right. I have friends in Miami that would send me Cuban ones, and I came in here looking for one, and Greg's like, yeah, we don't really carry those a lot. And right. I, I was like, all right, well, and so we here. I don't know if we pissed them off, but we're like, hey, we'll, we'll try one of your house cigars. Right. And he's like, it's more than a house cigar. It's, it's a yeah. national brand. We're like, oh. It's, it's, like, it's the one so, that started here. That's it's the one thing that pisses both I, of them off. Yeah. I tried the uh, Habano, and uh, I, I, this is the only cigar I have when I come in here now. I really like awesome. it. So it is actually it's a great yeah, it's cigar. A, it's a, 
I would say like you know like bad wording or, or so forth. There was I'll, I'll own up. I'm the guy that said it like the house cigar thing. Right, the house blend. The house. The, and he's like, like hey, it's, oh. it's like I, I, I would mean, never you know, insult you. It's like, that. like I'm not saying that's all it is. This is where it started. This is the house that it built, right? You know. Like coming asking oh. you guys for a Swiss Army knife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know your blades are okay, but do you have like a Beck or you know like you know bench made? Oh man, I'm gonna quit now. Um, I don't really know. I'm a noob. Yeah, you just uh, <laughs> it, your, was your first cigar when I brought you in here. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. That's cool, man. So I mean, that's that's the best part when you're like just kind of getting into it. And yeah. Then it's like I don't know. It's shit. like there's a treasure trove of all yeah, these things. So many so ones I have no idea. Yeah. Starting them out, I was like, well, you got like the acid cigars. You get you know, a little lighter. You can right. try something flavorful. Some or, you know, stuff. Kind of get you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, I mean, that's always a good jump off, right? Um, and then kind of you, as you gra- gravitate into it, then that's when you really start to define what you really like. And, you know, um, I remember the first, like, year of me smoking, I, des- I decided to look up what country of origin were the f- top five cigars that I was smoking. They were all Nicaraguan. Really? Yeah. So, um, you know, it could be different for you. It could be Dominican, a little bit lighter, a little bit smoother. But, you know, it's, it's always pretty fascinating to see how different everybody is and, and kind of what everybody enjoys, right? So... You guys have a favorite knife? Favorite type of knife you like? Well, you're talking about for I mean, well that that gets really tricky there because it depends on the use. If you're going for like, you know, like culinary, if I was going to kill somebody, would be a good knife. <laughs> oh, to use. Well, well, I do not condone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we would not sell you a knife to do this particular task. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, you know, if you you, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll just call it everyday use. You know, you're, you're oh, EDC, your your everyday EDC. carry. There you go, Mike. I think you'd be the last person that that would ever kill somebody. I mean, you've been divorced seventy five times, so and they're all still alive. Oh, you've, you've had many many chances, and you failed every time. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have a jumpsuit or nothing. Anybody's willing to kill somebody. You do have this oh. room, though. Put them downstairs. <laughs> um, uh, back to the Bowie knife. I, I've always loved uh, the shape and the style and size of a Bowie knife. Is, is there like an iconic blade that you really like? I mean, for me, um, I mean, aside from like Game of Thrones shit that's kind of new. The Conan sword from Conan the Destroyer, I thought was like the oh, yeah. fucking best sword. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Right. Yeah. And then the Cloud Sword that I was busting your balls about from Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Cloud Buster. Yeah, yeah, Cloud Buster. I mean, that's a badass sword. Is there like a an iconic knife or sword that you guys say that that thing is fucking next level? Um, I mean, I love uh, medieval swords. Love going to uh, Renaissance fairs and fairs right, and, right, and right, whatnot. Right. And whatnot. We just. Uh, Starting to plan to make a large, you know, broadsword. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah what we, we both want to do is make a, you know, big double edged, double edged, uh, you know, Conan style. No shit. Yeah. yeah. My 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 iconic sword, the one that I've always thought was one of the coolest ones that I'd like to make, is actually a. Uh, it's an Ufbert blade. It was a, uh, like a Viking design. Uh, like a pattern welded steel, almost like a Damascus that they would make. But I mean, it, I mean, it's it's intense. You'd have to get like your own iron if you want to do it the traditional way, which is how I want to do. it. I want to do everything how they did it. Get your own iron, you know. Get your own charcoal, burn it in through the top, make it steel, you know. Hammer out the puck, make make the sword, you know. Hand hand cut in the inlays to actually spell out Ufbert in there. Lay in the actual like the iron, so when you etch it, you can actually read it in the blade. It's it's an awesome it's an awesome blade. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Where'd you see it? Oh, I've seen one in a couple museums. Oh, okay. They, they have them in museums. Uh, 
So I'm talking like movies and you're like, yeah. Oh, well. like documentaries and stuff like that. I mean, if you've seen Vikings, almost every single kind of blade they're swinging around is a replica of like an Oofbert. So that, that's ending. Yeah. You hear about that? Yeah, this is the, this is the final season of the Vikings, yep. Huh. I haven't, I've never seen it. I figured they would have oh. killed it off after you know, the main... You That's kind of like when everything Ragnar. started. Yeah, when They're Ragnar. Yeah, it was yeah. like. Uh, Spoiler right. alert. I, I tried. <laughs> if you have not watched any Vikings. <laughs> so. But okay. a good show overall. Yeah, it's a good one. They're uh, they're making a spinoff series from it. Of course they I've are. Heard. They make spinoffs for everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how many knives do you guys produce annually? Let's see. I usually make about... Right now, maybe it varies from like uh, sixty to a hundred. No shit. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not doing this full time. Right. This is for me, is like maybe like quarter this is part like a time. Side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, about sixty to a hundred is what I do annually. No shit. This year, uh, just this year, I'm into my uh, twenty six so far. Yeah. So as I had a, a bunch of orders coming at once for. Uh, kitchen cutlery no okay. so that was 18 right there yeah yeah and, just uh, just a week and a half ago uh made 15 so i mean like already this year i'm already up to i mean for orders i'm already up to about like 30 about 38 no shit like just yeah and then blades that i make when i teach classes because i always make a knife with them if you do that i'm i'm well over like going into 50 right now so do you have like a back order list or something like oh yeah that? yeah there's a there's a back order list <laughs> yeah, right now a, I, I just tell anybody calls for an order it's you know six to eight weeks yeah for me to make yeah, it yeah i actually had to update my website i'm like it's four months right now if you want if you're on it's like hey but yeah, if you want if you want a custom piece, I mean that's awesome. I'd love to make something with you. We'll, we'll collaborate, make your own, make right. your own blade. But just letting you know, you you got a little bit of a wait. No yeah, shit. I'm luckier right now that I don't have to work out of town. So at night after work, I can go to the shop and right. The shop keep, is at your house. Timeline. No, no, the shop is actually we have our own forge. So it's not anyone's house. Huh? Yeah, yeah right, it's just right across the bridge. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you want to tell how people can get in touch with you if they want a blade made or they have questions? You know, anything for your website or email or anything? Oh, yeah. You can you can put yours out oh, there yeah, too. For, for me, it's uh, just Shamrock Knives on Facebook and uh, Shamrock underscore Knives on Instagram. Okay. And then Shamrock Knives at Gmail dot com. Cool. Uh, for mine, it's uh, Black Hog Knives on Facebook. It's Black underscore Hog underscore Knives on Instagram. If you want to look me up there. BlackHogKnives.com for the website. I've uh, got contact lists there. Um, I have a couple blades up that I make quite a few times. You can click on those, order order that style if you want already off. I'm starting to do a monthly newsletter of everything that I've just made, so you can purchase That's it now, cool. kind of thing. And you're pretty good on social media, man. You know, I've noticed that you've had we've had some good back and forth, some interactions and stuff. Yeah, I try to I try to keep up with that. Most of the time. I've noticed that they don't mind so much about a weight as if you communicate. Makes a big difference. Yeah, so I I try to, even if I have like that large backlog, I, every week I reach out to everyone who's got to order. Say, hey, this is where you're at right now. This right. is how long are you, you know, you can. You got to look. Hey, I've got your handle material that I got in. I've sourced it from here and all that stuff. Here's like a little preview picture. Uh, you know, make it make it kind of part of the whole. Make like, it part of the process. Yeah, right? like part of the process. Yeah. Like you're That's actually nice there stuff. seeing it get built along with. You're not there, but you can see the stages as I see them. So That's yeah, awesome. If you're just a tough conversation I had to have this week after having the kidney stone surgery with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think eight different customers. Like, uh, that eight-week timeline is going to be about ten now. Right. I'm sorry, i got to push it out about two weeks. Hey, shit happens. <laughs> so man. they, they were all pretty cool about it. Yeah, usually if you're open, they're pretty cool. I did have yeah. one customer one time. I was like, hey, uh, th- this actually happened December 2017. 
I mean, I've got the scar in my knuckle right here. It's like, hey, I put a knife all the way down to my bone and my finger. Eee. So that timeline is going to have to get pushed back a little bit, like, you know, like an extra two weeks. And this one person, I caught nothing but flag for it. No shit. I'm like, and then, like, so, like, I felt bad, you know, because so I've actually got video of me with stitches in my finger hand sanding a blade. And I'm still getting yelled at by this person. I'm like, are you serious? No, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying. It's like, but there's only so much you can do when you got, you know, got like a couple stitches in your hand. Yeah, no shit. No shit. And then we're uh, starting a new venture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we, you know, we're two separate companies, but we're friends. We work in, we work out of the same forge. So we're, uh, we're naming the forge. We're going with Black Shamrock. So, so that's Black cool. Shamrock nice. Forge, yeah. and uh, we'll have a combined company and then our own separate companies. Yeah, so you know, if you want like a specific thing from your, either you know, Jimmy or I, it's, it goes to that company. But if you want a collaboration piece out of the both of us, that'll be the Black that'll be the Black Shamrock Forge. That's about us. And then we're thinking of you know, branching out, maybe stuff other than just knives. Right. Um, I mean, bottle openers are a big thing for people, but uh, we just bought some steel to start making a uh, cigar ashtrays. We're gonna start no trying shit. to do cigar ashtrays. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's well, cool. I know a place where you can sell them. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Where's that at? Uh, is it Corona Cigar? Uh, Corona. Uh, yeah. uh, the other bridge. Across the other bridge. We'll call, we'll call Jeff right not now. A, the story Jeff you don't talk about. Right? Yeah. You don't go there. You're not good enough for our store. Get out of here. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that pretty much wraps it up, right? Uh, I got a quick little show update. Yeah? As of last Tuesday. Okay. Uh, we got 17 subscribers on YouTube now. Ooh, with, with no video. With no video. Fucking with amazing. No video. I love it. California is now our biggest market in the United States. Wow. They have surpassed cool. Florida. They are uh, oh, taking 22.85% of our listening audience now. Wow. Yes. Well, we're going to have to step it up, Florida. <laughs> yeah, step it up. Yeah. Now. That just right. happened. Florida was in the lead. Always. I feel like we should just move to Cali. Just move to California. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to do that, then the number two internationally is Romania. Ooh. They just beat the U.K., can't say that I'm moving to Romania. Is that moving to Romania? No. Why not? I'm pretty sure your currency is going to skyrocket over there. Yeah, maybe, but you know, yeah. it seems like a lot. I don't of know. Are they part of the EU? Then you might be owing I mean, them money. What's their Wi-Fi like? I mean, I you know, I got questions. <laughs> Somebody's listening to the show. Yeah, so. I guess you got a point. I guess you got a point. That's Sixty-five of, downloads last month. No Romania. Shit. Wait, what's Take up, it. Romania? We'll ship you a knife. Right there, you go. No, well, no, maybe no, it's no, one no, guy. It depends. International international shipping is hard on blades. I mean, it's a pain in the ass on some on, from certain states too, right? Do you have regulations on some states? No, usually the continental um, U.S. is easy. I uh, haven't really had any issues with Alaska or Hawaii. Right. You start going international, you start getting problems. Like right now in in England, you can't carry a knife. Right. It's actually illegal yeah, to carry. Yeah, they just outlawed that. Yeah, so I don't even know what it's like to ship one over there. I mean, obviously they have restaurants and they have chefs and so forth, so right. hey, that's part of their tools, but right. yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what it would be like right now. <laughs> wow. Is that mainly the type of knife you make? Cutlery? That, that seems to be out like 60-70% of what I make is kitchen cutlery, but I started out doing... Not that you walked into this store, pal. Yeah. <laughs> making all types of fucking crazy shit now. Yeah, we were making just regular knives, yeah. walk in here and leave with you know, 30 like, orders. So, so I need a Vorpal long sword made out of... <laughs> You yeah, know, like obsidian and some other craziness. I'm like, I'm, oh, and I just nod my head and go, I, I do it. I right. do it. Greg was a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that handle, uh, the handle we made. Uh, yeah, that was it. I so want- we make our own handles too. Right. Uh, I have another company that we we make our handles and uh, tried to get it as accurate as I could to the Pistani 
colors, but 72 hours doesn't leave a lot of uh, time to right. custom hand make it. Yeah. Oh, I need to redo it. No, there's no redo <laughs> yeah, time. There was no redo. Right. It was yeah. like, this is what this is it. This is where we live. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Mm -hmm. so. All right, that's it. Right, uh, well, well, I don't know when this show's going to go up, but the Mute show put us up 45.6% against last year. Wow, so we got but some growth. Could have been a bad show last year. Who knows? Huh. Well, you never right. know. But, but hey, um, well, I appreciate you guys coming out. And, oh, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, thanks for, for making the knives for the shop and stuff. Well, yeah. And, you know, absolutely. I look forward to, you know, fucking with you guys a little bit longer and, yeah. you know, learn a little more about the, the craft and see how you, what you guys produce in the future. Oh, yeah. Come I mean, well, yeah. Visit. yeah. Same with uh, you, Greg, whomever. You want to come by the shop, come hang out. Cool. Throw some steel in the forge and let you hit it with a hammer. I like Ooh. that. I like that. Oh. It's a good good way to take out frustration. You have a bad day, come over and beat the shit out of something. All you right. can stop cold plunging, Michael, and start doing hammering hey, steel. I'm all, uh, you know, I feel like I can integrate both. There you go. <laughs> you know? All right. All right, so that's it. That's it. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from the Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, thank you for using T-Netics. This has been a Cigar Hustlers podcast, a Mike and Mike production. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. for all new episodes with some of the biggest names in the cigar industry. You can follow the guys on Instagram at Cigar Hustler for Mikey and FCC underscore Mike for Mike 2. You can also follow the show on Instagram at a Cigar Hustler podcast and on the Facebook page and the all new YouTube channel. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on whichever podcast provider you choose. Thanks for listening. Mike, Mike, Mike.